This is an excerpt from my story, Down with the Sickness. A figure dressed in black walked down the dimly lit alley, staying in the darkest shadows. Several feet behind, a man crept along and pulled a gun from his pocket. He lunged for the person in black, but found himself holding only a jacket, not his would-be victim. Cursing, he looked around, and something flashed in front of him. He tried to speak, but gurgled instead, blood spurting from the fresh gash on his throat. Visit MythMart at www.mythmart.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. It's Tim here again, home alone, with episode 199 of The World of Mythbits. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Uh, thrilled to have you with me. Uh, as I said, home alone. Finally, the first day of uh, what resembles something that looks like summer here down in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, bit of news, just heard from uh, David K. Montoya that there's been a slight delay in the release of the November edition of um, the World of Myth magazine. Busy, busy man. Uh, And uh, as he has said, um, he codes everything himself. So a very smart, very intelligent man. Uh, But um, unfortunately, only one man. And where where, um, time gets away from you... um, you uh yeah you find that uh unfortunately your your paid work the the job the full time job that you've got uh kind of gets in the way of the um the passion uh and the things that you you love to do i mean not that i'm saying that uh the good man doesn't enjoy his job uh and it's an incredibly important job too um in uh working for uh for the local hospital there very very important job so thank you um, on behalf of your community and, uh, and thank you to all medical professions throughout the world as well, the medical professionals. Uh, without you, uh, the rest of us would be in very, very dire straits. But uh, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, hopefully we will find that the uh, juicy, wonderful November edition of the World of Myth magazine is available for us to peruse, to enjoy, to sink our uh, metaphorical teeth deeply into um, and uh, suckle on the, uh, the delightful juices of short stories, brilliant, amazing short stories, um, amazing, incredible poetry uh, from international poets, uh, the, uh, the crazy zany uh, gallery and uh, I believe I've got a piece in the gallery uh, for November. 
one that links back to uh, to a uh, short story, Christmassy short story that I wrote. Um, oh, no, sorry. No, I skip ahead. Whoops, that's my bad. Nope, that's me uh, thinking of December. Uh, I've actually um, bitten the bullet, jumped the gun, and uh, I had a, uh, a vision in my mind of uh, a story um, for, uh, for Christmas, for December. Uh, and so I've sent that and uh, I tried to put my vision to paper. So I've given it a crack. Um, don't be too harsh, but uh, you'll have to wait for December for, uh, for that one. Uh, I'm, uh, I've jumped the gun and getting uh, overly excited. But I am excited, though, that my story, my, uh, my second piece that I submitted for um, un, uh, Unwelcomed, the, uh, the anthology that's recently come out from Dark Myth Publishing, my second story that I submitted, um, A Mother's Love, is, uh, is actually in the November edition of the World of Myth magazine, which I'm super excited about. Very proud of that one. I mean, I'm very proud of my other one, um, Saving Thomas Gravel. That uh, that was uh, an interesting and, and fun one to write, and I'm thrilled that it's in the anthology, uh, which is out now on uh, the uh, the world of Mythbit uh, Mythmart um, out on Mythmart, and um, also I think via Amazon and uh, and other sites perhaps. Um, but yeah, make sure if you haven't bought a copy of that, make sure that you do. It's a, it's a great, brilliant uh, anthology full of wonderful uh, what you expect from the talented, uh, talented writers that regularly submit to uh, the World of Myth magazine. So yeah, some great, great stories in there. I've had a bit of a read of it myself. Um, yeah, a bit eerie, a bit chilling. Um, yeah, uh, if you're uh, if you're into horror, uh, and who isn't horror, horror terror, um, that sort of stuff, yeah, um, it's uh, it's definitely a good one to grab. And speaking of new to um, MythMart, uh, make sure that you check out the site as well, uh, and keep your eyes peeled for uh, Gabriella Balcom's latest um, book as well uh that's out now too so uh so thrilled that's a uh, a very 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 recent release hot off the press um and actually that reminds me that's the uh the housekeeping that i've got from uh from dave and from steph as well let me just dig a little deeper uh yep Gabriella Balcom's book. Um, ba, 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 da, da, ba, ba. That's out now. Here we go. Do, do, do. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, and also, happy Thanksgiving as well. Uh, this is probably a, uh, a delayed uh, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and also leading up to Christmas as well. Um, it's the crazy, crazy season, isn't it? Do, do, do. Yeah, I think it's Stumbling Through Crazy Town. It might be the, um, the title of it. Let me just do a quick search. But 
Meanwhile, this is episode 199 of the World of Myth Bits, of course. Uh, super duper excited about uh, what we've got planned for episode 200. There have been uh, a few uh, ideas, a few little um, tentacles that I've sort of sent out via uh, Mr. David K. Montoya. Uh, and unfortunately, some of those tentacles have been severed. Um, with any luck, we uh, we will reattach them later uh, later down the track, maybe through some zany scientific experiment that uh, that will result with uh, a good fun uh, podcast um, down the track. But I am happy happy with the uh, the tentacles that uh, that are still wiggling and still wriggling. Um, looking forward to the uh, the next podcast episode two hundred, but. Let's have a look. Just quickly, come on, website. There we go. Down with the sickness and uh, and other chilling tales. That's the latest one out from Gabriella Balcom. So uh, make sure that you check out MythMart. Make sure that you jump on. Uh, and I reckon as well, if you jump on now and hopefully um, when the uh this podcast goes live i'm hoping that the uh black friday sale we should be um on the uh the last few hours the last few moments of the um the black friday uh sale for uh um uh, the mythbits website so make sure that you jump on there make sure that you check that out ASAP, so that you can um, take up the um, the great opportunity that uh, that that is pick up a bargain. I know that um, Dave and Steph uh, and the team at Dark Myth Publishing um, at uh, at Jazo Mon uh, the company. I know that they're keen to uh, to have everything go. It's a uh, a flash sale, Black Friday. Everything's got to go. Uh, and that uh, that reminds me, uh, giving you a bit of a grin, that reminds me of um, a uh, a Terry Pratchett series by uh, the author, uh, British author Terry Pratchett, um, one of my favourite authors. His uh, his uh, very clever way of sewing comedy into um, into fantasy. Uh, yes, the. Um, the uh, the series that he did about the gnomes, the little gnomes that live in the um, department store, and there's the uh, the flash sale that everything must go. And so they believe that that's a sign from the gods that uh, that uh, they've got to go on an adventure to leave their home. So um, everything must go from uh, Dark Myth, um, the uh, the Myth Bit site. So make sure you jump on there and snag yourself a bargain. Um, the theme. For today, I've kind of loosely gone with um, another book theme, uh, another uh, another reading theme, and that's only because um, I was stumbling through the shelves at work the uh, the other day, and I found that werewolf story that I was trying to think up the name of. Here we go, yeah. It's The Wolf Trial, uh, a novel by Neil McKay. That's the one that I was talking about. 
about the real life story of um of the werewolf uh the guy who um lived in a uh, a little german town uh surrounded by woods uh and um the uh the the lawyer i suppose and the representative from the church that uh that came down to do the trial to actually determine whether he really was a werewolf and in which case he would have to be put to death and his family would have to be put to death as well because you couldn't have um any um werewolf blood i suppose uh allowed to uh to continue allowed to exist the the potential threat of uh of that remaining in the world and remaining in that society and that community um and the way that the lawyer actually tries to disprove the fact that the person is a mythological creature and a creature of legend and uh whether uh he uh he is a werewolf or not the um the whole logic behind that argument and uh and that sort of thing yeah it's uh i found that uh an incredibly interesting book um very uh very yeah very uh cool book to uh to read and uh to um to have had that experience but um it's yeah it's um it's interesting the way that the um the writer has actually researched like i think it's based on a true story um yeah it was uh, it was just very fascinating for me and something that uh that in a way has influenced or opened up my mind to uh the uh, the type of stories that can be told um the way that um the way that i can write as a writer So on a uh, on a different topic though, uh, things that are happening in uh, in my world in my life, um, my son is learning to drive, uh, and uh, my wife and I have been trying to find time to actually get out in the car with him and sort of get the experience up for him. Uh, here in South Australia, you actually have to accrue a certain number of hours uh, officially in a book, um, and then you can go for um for a test to actually prove that you're a competent driver and that means that you can then move from your L plates your learner plates to your P plates which are your probationary plates and then i think you've got two levels of uh of P plate well today is actually the first day where we have arranged for a professional driving instructor to actually spend uh a bit of time with my son or with our son uh to actually teach him the proper basics rather than what my wife and I remember from the um 20 or so years ago when uh when we were learning to uh to get our licenses um there's an awful lot of time where you can forget stuff and there's an awful lot of time where things can change so hopefully uh my son has the opportunity to listen to learn um and that it's not going to be a waste of money because he has been grumbling to no end of the fact that uh he's received money for his uh his birthday this year for uh driving lessons uh or a driving lesson uh and he has grumbled to no end about having to spend that money on exactly what the person gave them 
gave him the money for. So, uh, so it's been interesting. Uh, right up until um, a few minutes ago, where uh, where he hopped in the car with the instructor, he was grumbling to no end um, about the whole experience. But then he doesn't really deal well with uh, with new experiences um, and uh, and uh, things uh, that change change that's happening around him. He's uh, he's not the best at at dealing with that sort of thing. So that's one thing that's happening uh, at the moment. And then um, another thing is my uh, my youngest child, my daughter, is uh, is learning the ukulele. Or she's uh, she's trying to teach herself the ukulele, but there's a great opportunity um, in uh, this with the school that uh, that she goes to, where um, ho- we're hoping that she can actually do music lessons, one on one music lessons, where uh, she actually learns the basics of playing the ukulele, playing the notes. We did get her last Christmas. Um, she did get a uh, an actual proper ukulele not a toy one from a toy shop but uh but an actual one and then uh I did stumble across at work the other day a uh, a book of the 50 ukulele songs that you should know as a as a ukulele player so I brought that home and she's been struggling to try and learn how to play some of those it's uh it's a bit mean I guess in bringing that home when she doesn't really have the basics so hoping that uh, that the school can actually help her, and then we're also lucky enough that uh, our uh, next door neighbour is a very passionate ukulele player, and so I'm hoping uh, that um, we can have uh, her uh, passion for ukulele and uh, and the neighbour's passion for ukulele kind of combine in uh, in a great opportunity where uh, where she can learn uh, and have a bit of fun along the way. And then um, what she's learning with the neighbour can hopefully be um, accelerated, and uh, that whole learning process can uh, can continue with um, what she's doing at school as well. So uh, so fingers across there. We might have a musician. Uh, that's Boo, our daughter, the uh, the artist that submitted a, a couple of pieces to uh, the World of Myth magazine. Um, thrilled with her uh, her creative abilities. Uh, I uh, I actually uh, unfortunately had the uh, the opportunity of learning the recorder at primary school, like uh, so many of us in uh, in that sort of uh, in that time where uh, we had the uh, the recorder thrust upon us. And my mum was really good at playing the recorder. She actually had um, she had a beautiful uh, carved recorder. Um, from Papua New Guinea, when she was over there as a lay missionary, um, back in the uh, the mid nineteen seventies, I think, she um, she picked that up from uh, from there, from one of the locals, carved that out for her. She had that one, like a, a standard sized recorder, uh, and also a bass recorder, which was like probably four, maybe four times, three times the size of a standard size recorder, and. Um, Mum tried as hard as she possibly can to uh, to help me uh, discover the um, the basics of uh, learning how to play recorder and not squeaking and squealing constantly 
uh, every time I uh, I pick the uh, the poor instrument up. Uh, but unfortunately, I um I never did learn how to read notes. Never was very good at uh, reading, um, reading music. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, um, I was more squeaks and squeals than actual uh, actual proper notes. I do remember uh, a basic basic tune that I learnt was um, I think it softly sings the rain, and it's like C C's and A's and D's. Goes softly sings the rain, softly sings the rain. Softly sings the rain, softly sings the rain, softly sings the rain. I think it goes something like that. Not very imaginative with the uh, with the lyrics, but uh, the tune was simple enough. And if I wrote the letters that coincided with the notes uh, above the notes. I was usually able to keep in time and usually able to uh, to play that one, and I think there was some um, one a penny, two a penny, hot cross buns, the uh, hot cross buns song. That was another one that we uh, we learnt at school very early on, but anything a bit more complex than that, uh, and I'm sorry, but uh, I was lost. There was no no possible way that uh, that I could uh, master the recorder, the standard recorder, let alone the bass recorder. But my mum was very good at it. She, uh, she had a bit of a knack, a bit of a skill. Um, yeah, she, uh, she was a, uh, an avid reader as well. And uh, I have fond, fond memories um, of the fact that um, each night before bed, she would regularly read us a story, my, uh, my younger brother and I, um and uh we would often fall asleep to uh to mum's voice uh reading us a story or telling us a story making one up uh and i uh, i like to think that um that that experience helped me to become the storyteller and poet that uh that i am today so uh just wanted to uh, to say thank you very much to uh, to my beautiful wonderful mother for um for sharing that experience with me i really uh, distinctly remember uh the conversations that we would have at the kitchen sink she would wash the dishes and i'd wipe the dishes and we would talk nonsense like there were uh, there were some ridiculous conversations i remember one um about um the passing of time and how much time flies and my suggestion was uh to get a uh, a time spray or a uh, a time swatter to try and stop that to try and slow it down to try and uh prevent the um the the buzzing around uh of time and uh and my mum thought that was uh, a little bit amusing enough that uh, that she wrote it down in her quotable quotes book she uh she had a few uh quotable quotes there was another one of uh, of my little brother. I was getting ready to uh, to head off to primary school, um, and it was the uh, the Commonwealth Games uh, was in the newspaper, and so um, we had to um, 
to actually bring newspaper to school. I think we were doing like a paper mache uh, assignment or something, sort of sticking newspaper to a balloon, uh, creating planets or uh, some something round anyway that uh, that we were doing. Maybe heads. We might have been doing heads for uh, for um, puppets, mannequin puppets or something along those lines. And so here I was heaving my bag onto my back and complaining about how heavy it was. And uh, my little brother was clever enough that he opened it up, pulled out uh, the uh, the newspaper, and there was the um, the Australian weightlifter uh, getting the gold medal for uh, for the Commonwealth Games. And he said, uh, "Is there any real wonder why uh, it is that your bag is so heavy? Look uh, look at all the weight, the extra weight that you're carrying." Um, so uh, we were a quirky, uh, clever family. Uh, I think. Um, mum's zany sense of humour certainly helped with that and I'm hoping that uh, that my kids are growing up to be um, kids that can uh, amuse themselves and adults that can uh, can entertain their families too uh, and I'm uh, I'm thrilled to be able to share the stories that I, uh, I write with my kids um, before I sort of submit them to uh, to places and uh, it's wonderful enough that uh, they are great critics um, they can give feedback they uh, they can sort of change the direction of a story um, and they seem to understand sometimes the characters that I'm writing about better than I do so it's um it's wonderful to uh, to sort of have them in my corner encouraging me as a, as a writer and a creator uh, but also it's wonderful to watch them um, develop their strand of creativity as well. That's, uh, that's a, uh, a real thrill indeed. Um, looking at things that are coming up, um, got a few, uh, few author events that I, uh, I'm excited about. Ah, oh, but speaking of author events, I... Uh, a, uh, a number of times, uh, each time that I seem to be running author events at my work, at the uh, the local Murray Ridge Library where I work, uh, each time that I am uh, running author events, I'm getting comments from the um, the regular crowd that's coming along to, uh, to support those events, wondering when I'm going to have my own event, which is super exciting, whether it's me talking about the book that I published way back in uh, July of 2018 um, or uh, whether it's me just talking about the writing process and the writing experience and uh, and sort of where I've gone uh, leaps and bounds thanks to companies like uh, Dark Myth Pub- Publishing, uh, Jay Zomon, um, very, uh, very thrilled to have uh, a regular number of pieces appear um, as part of um, the uh, World of Myth magazine. And that's probably been since, I don't know, uh, November of, uh, of 2018, maybe December or maybe uh, January 2019. I know it's, uh, it hasn't been long, but it feels like all my life I, uh, I've had that opportunity. Whereas uh, when I look back, it's really only uh, only recently, like the last couple of years, where uh, 
where I've really had that that chance to uh, to produce stories, create stories, um, and the thrill of receiving uh, far more acceptances now than uh, than rejections. That's a uh, a uh, a very uh, something to celebrate indeed. And I'm hoping that uh, that all you other writers out there, all you short story writers, uh, drabble and flash producers, poets, artists, I'm hoping that uh, that you're receiving the same. That you're getting um, a great deal more acceptances than um, than you are uh, rejections, because I guess it's a fact when you put it out there, when you create um, what you think is great. Uh, is not always going to uh, to fit. Not always going to match what it is that the editor of an anthology is looking for. Um, the uh, the big business publisher um, they may not think that it's something that will sell straight away. Uh, or uh, unfortunately, the big big business is uh, selling yourself, regardless of what sort of a story that you've got. What sort of uh, what you're putting out there uh, for sale is uh, is in a way very much a part of you and a part of yourself. And it's you um, that is uh, very much what's on show. Uh, it's got to be what's, uh, what's on show. Uh, people have to uh, be able to, uh, to see you, to connect with you, to, uh, to have that access to you. That's just um, modern times, the, uh, the modern era. The great opportunities there are for creators um, has to be balanced with the the fact that the creators have to be uh, there to to push and promote and um, to share share of themselves share of their passion uh, share um, what their product what it is what their story what their poem uh, what their piece is uh, is all about so um it's a uh, a very very different world. Far far more opportunities than uh, than there have been in the past. It's a real heyday. Uh, once again, we've sort of come full circle. Um, the joys of uh, of the the seventies and eighties, where um, my uh, my favourite genre of fantasy, where uh, it's like yes, every uh, every half decent fantasy was snapped up as. Um, the uh the society of the time literally couldn't get enough of uh escapism and now crime crime is a big one romance uh we've got our rural romances our medical romances uh the stock standard romance a bit of erotica as well uh if that's your cup of tea um a bit of a spicy cup maybe a chai latte um but anyway yeah the uh now seems to be um a uh another heyday for uh, for writers a lot of independent publishers that are out there that are looking for content um but it's got to be good i mean you you can't just produce rubbish and sort of send it out to uh to the ether um and expect a yes there's uh there's still the uh the potential for um for rejection and of course everything that is rejected um Sorry, not not everything that is rejected is rubbish. There's uh, personal opinion that comes into it as well. There's um, 
the yeah my my theory is if a door closes jimmy open a window there uh that's what i love about uh about current times and online publishing and self-publishing and uh that sort of thing that oh yeah there's there's opportunity you look you you look hard enough and you will find it but um you you've got to uh you've got to keep your eyes peeled um yeah the 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 more i wrote the more i submitted the more sort of places that i explored um yeah i got plenty of rejection absolutely but i have also found that a rejected story or a rejected poem isn't the end of it there's still uh places where you can send it opportunities to publish um there's yeah there's uh there's a site for everything and for everything there's there's a site indeed um just thinking what else is coming up oh the um i'm i'm thrilled that um one of my my nieces that uh that actually um that uh is a very avid reader uh reminds me very much of myself uh around her age um i i'm thrilled that i've actually got her on to uh to c.s lewis's narnia series starting at the very beginning uh i know that she's she's enjoying the magician's nephew um but i also know that she's not a uh, a fast reader but she's a very thorough reader so uh I'm hoping uh I'm touching base with her quite regularly. Uh I'm hoping that when uh when a few of my stories uh come out get published, uh I'm hoping that that's something else that uh that she will really really enjoy uh getting the chance to read. Um very uh very thrilled uh very excited about the opportunities that are that are coming up in uh in 2023 just around the corner um another thing that's going on uh is um looking at um our January school holiday program at my work uh the uh the January holidays for us are um the December January uh months are our summer holidays so similar to the northern hemisphere where you get a long stretch a massive decent amount of uh, of school holidays in um in the summer to uh, to be able to enjoy we uh, we actually get our uh, our christmas tends to be a warm one uh our new year uh is shorts t-shirts and thongs um uh and um yeah there's uh there's a lot coming up for uh, for me at work we've got another author event which uh i've got to uh, find a way to slip in amongst all the activities that we've got planned um and yeah mega book sales that our uh, wonderful friends group is running um lots going on on the uh, on the work front and uh plenty going on uh at home as well we recently had uh, had the opportunity to sit down and watch a uh, a Japanese anime uh, called Bell, which um, 
normally the uh, the Japanese anime that we tend to uh, to steer towards and tend to enjoy are the um, the Studio Ghibli type stuff and um, my daughters had the thrill the other night of actually bringing uh, our copy of My Neighbor Totoro uh, around to their cousin's place for a uh, a movie evening while uh, me and my brother-in-law got stuck into uh, a new board game which was which was kind of cool and good fun to play um but they uh, yeah they thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed introducing the uh the crook family to my neighbor totoro and i'm just looking at my uh my daughter's uh bed at the moment and the teddies that she's got arranged on there and i can see totoro in uh in pride of place but the uh the one that we did uh end up watching as a family um the other day was one called Bell, which is an interesting futuristic one. This one's not Studio Ghibli. This is like a uh, another studio, uh, different Japanese uh, animation, uh, anime company. But uh, very fascinating look at um, the uh, online society. Uh, it was like a... Um, it was... A, explained as a uh, a unique opportunity to uh, to create an avatar based on yourself and details of yourself and that sort of thing um you you could be the best parts of you or a different variation of you a lot of your personality and a lot of your traits would come through in uh, in your online personality but you didn't have to reveal who you were in the real world. Uh, it was fascinating, fascinating. And about halfway through, so it was called Bell, uh, B-E-L-L-E, uh, which was kind of cool. Um, understanding that that means beautiful, but the actual character um, is like the main character of the movie is a uh, a schoolgirl named bell b-e-l-l like the the sound the um the instrument and so it was uh was fascinating to sort of watch that and then as the movie unfolds discovering that it is very much a um a japanese recreation a japanese version of uh of beauty and the beast so yeah, it was uh, was uh, a very, very, very interesting film, and one that I can thoroughly recommend. One that uh, that uh, my wife and my daughters also seem to enjoy, and my son, when he popped in to sort of have a look, he uh, he liked the animation and found what he did pick up from uh, from what he did watch. He found was uh, was interesting. Um, but yeah, that's definitely one to watch out for. I think it came out uh, 2021 or 2022, I reckon. So uh, so the last couple of years, reasonably new. Um, but something else that we're, uh, we're sort of introducing um, our girls to, uh, especially uh, our middle child, who's, uh, who's 15 now, um, we are introducing her to, uh, to the classic romance films. So uh, the other night, Dirty Dancing came on the television. Uh, Patrick Swayze 
in uh, a very suave, very charismatic role. But I mean, a lot of his roles were um, were uh, very charismatic. He just oozed charm um, and style. Was uh, was an amazing man, an amazing actor. But Dirty Dancing, Dirty Dancing was uh, was an uh, an interesting one, good fun one for um, for us to look back on and remember. I uh, for a birthday one year, I shouted uh, shouted my wife tickets to Dirty Dancing the stage musical, uh, which was very cool. That was that was fun to watch, um, and it was uh, was very true to the film, and so it was fun for me to actually watch the film with my wife and my daughter, see their reactions, but also have those memories, those flashbacks of uh, of watching the stage show as well. And then, of course, uh, those of you that know Dirty Dancing, and I'm su- I'd be surprised if there are too many of you that don't, um, the, uh, the icon moment right at the very end of the film really lifts you up it's a a a real inspiring wow kind of uh, kind of moment and uh yeah we're re-watching a film like that um yeah it sort of it it looks at the uh the great way that uh, that stories can unfold very clever very cool um I'm looking forward to uh, to one day eventually sitting down with my kids and finally introducing them to um, things like the Dark Crystal and uh, and Labyrinth as well and even the um, the old old Tom Cruise movie Legend was uh, was another one on uh, on the top of my list those uh, those fantasy films the sort of the dark family films. Um, of that time, of that era, uh, and I, uh, I very much want to thank my uh, my mate Aaron, who's a bit of a movie buff. Um, he was the one that uh, that introduced me to um, um, to, to, to legend. I reckon, in particular, with the Jim Curry. Uh, Tim Curry, sorry, not Jim Curry, the Tim Curry demon. Yeah, the um, that uh, that was a great film, definitely. Uh, another one that I that I'll have to uh, dig around and uh, and come up with a copy to um to sit down with uh, with the kids for uh, for a family movie night. Definitely, definitely. Um, I finally finished. Um, Oh, what is that about dream? Uh, Morpheus. Do, do, do. Oh, for the life of me, my uh, my mind has gone blank and seems to go blank every single time that I uh, I try and think of this series on uh, on Netflix. Um, yeah, well, whatever it's called, I've finally finished it. Um, and it was great, like the uh, the final episode uh, of the series probably didn't finish the way that I uh, I hoped it would, thought it would, but uh, at the same time, it is uh, it was still a very very entertaining 
series. Dark, dark, dark. So good, so fun, um, so uh, influential. It, uh, yeah, it sort of uh, caused the creative spark, um, a black flame to sort of glow. Um, yeah, so it uh, it did the job. Uh, it entertained and inspired. But the uh, the final episode uh, of the series was actually um, two standalone stories uh, and living with four cats and having cats as the uh, the main focus point of uh, of this episode like this part episode was uh, was fascinating for me very very clever um, I will be looking more skeptically at the actions and reactions of our pets over uh, the next year or so, I'm sure, uh, wondering what it is that truly is going through their minds as, uh, as I'm watching one of the cats um, soundly sleeping and snoring, uh, hopefully not dreaming the dreams from, uh, from the episode. Uh, and the other one, uh, based on one of the muses, it was, um, yeah, a, uh, a very interesting, very fascinating story. Um, I can relate to uh, the fact that so many different ideas sort of pop into your head that you don't have time to to write them all down and don't have time to deal with them all. Um, some ideas flow extremely well and other ideas you're, uh, you're kind of stuck on. Uh, you get uh, maybe an opening sentence written and then it all dries up and you're, you're just frustrated and you put your head in your hands wondering why did I start this, where is it going to go next and then a couple of months down the track suddenly you'll come back to it or you'll stumble across it and suddenly the rest of the story will be there, we'll just be waiting, the floodgates will open and boom, away you go. So I hope that uh, that you are all finding that the floodgates are open now, uh, that you're considering your December, your Christmas themed, uh, your uh, your New Year stories uh, poems and artworks getting ready for uh, sending off to the December edition of the World of Myth magazine and make sure that you take the time to check out the November one uh, I'm sure uh, it's live now and thank you to Mr David K Montoya for all your hard wonderful work in uh, producing and creating this incredible magazine thanks to, uh, to Steph for uh, as uh, chief editor, among many, many other things. Um, you do a wonderful job as well. Everybody behind the scenes at um, Jayzo Mon, uh, Dark Myth Publishing. Incredible team. Um, just wanted to say thank you very much. And thank you also to you, the wonderful listeners. I hope that my ramblings uh, for episode 199 have inspired you. Uh, or have at least amused you um, and encouraged you to go out to write, to produce, to create, uh, and have fun doing it. Bye for now, and we'll see you again with episode 200. <laughs>